What's up? This is Elia Einhorn. Welcome to the TalkHouse podcast. Today I am joined by a man who just walked off stage in Amsterdam via the magic of the internet. Tyler Pope of LCD Sound System. Welcome to the program, man. Hey, Elia. How'd the show go tonight? <laughs> the show tonight, it was amazing, actually. It was. I'm not just saying that. It was insane. It's weird. Certain songs were like really pushed um, really hard as singles. And so all of a sudden we'll be like playing and like songs that get like a kind of a normal reaction in other cities got like a really strong reaction in, in Amsterdam. It was just like sort of weird. It was unexpected. I love it, man. I've got to ask you, how does it feel to have a fucking number one record? Man, it's kind of surreal. I can't, I kind of can't <laughs> even, I don't even know what to say. It's like, super um like is this really is this happening you know not to like make a pun on the last lcd record but <laughs> kind of to make a pun on the last lcd record we had high <laughs> expectations for american dream we did not think it was going to number one yeah i know man it's crazy well i mean it's a kind of a weird time of course too for all that you know i mean not to dampen the whole experience of it but you know it's like weird thing to get number one i don't I know it's partly physical sales and stuff, but I mean, it's not like back when like the Beatles were number one for, you know, like it was like... You're saying you haven't reupholstered the second Merc yet? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's cool anyway, and it's good to say it anyway. It's definitely good for the uh, resume. There you go. Well, today's TalkHouse episode is sort of an interesting part two, or maybe we can call the other part a prequel to, as our listeners know, I also host Pitchfork Radio and I do a lot of over-unders for Pitchfork. Now, I was doing one with Thurston Moore, and I texted you. I know you're a big Sonic Youth fan, and we had this talk set up. Yeah. And I said, what should I ask Thurston? Tell the listeners what you told me to ask him. So my suggestion to you for that was uh, to ask Thurston about what he, his thoughts on techno music were. Techno, and Which has always his been a answer big set the me. internet alight. Yeah, yeah. I guess I wasn't alone in having that inquisitive feeling about Thurston's take on that. It was great. It was great. The episode was everywhere. And uh, and then later that day, we sat down to record this conversation between you and Thurston. And this is sort of such a more in-depth plunge into his relationship with techno and electronic music. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been like chomping at the bit. Like actually, like I think when you mentioned doing that, the thought popped in my mind, like finally I get to ask Thurston what his thoughts are about electronic music, you know? <laughs> Because I loved Sonic Youth definitely before I loved electronic music. I remember you telling me they you were know? one of the formative bands for you. Very much, yeah. Very, very much formative band for me. Like wanting to move to New York even, which eventually ended up in me being an LCD. You know, just like establishing New York as this kind of like mecca, you know what I mean? Like for so many people, like, yeah, it was like that for me too, for sure. But then it's so funny, like so many in the sort of LCD and DFA records family, you also mm -hmm. are super into electronic music. You have your own record label now, Interference Pattern Records, yeah. that exclusively has been yes. putting out electronic sort of techno-esque music. Well, not exactly. 
the drug apartments thing isn't exactly. That's true. That was some great Sacramento punk. I'm thinking of the the records you did with Time Cow and uh, who's who's for our listeners one half of Equinox, the production duo from Jamaica. No, totally, totally. And I mean, mostly the label is has been electronic so far, and will be mostly electronic music. It's like I've totally gone into that that side of it, you know, of like after I don't know, I heard Daft Punk or something. It was like the first like real love of electronic music, and then I really started to just kind of like go full on into that, you know. But yeah, now I'm like to the point of just like my label is like almost, it's almost just like an electronic music label, I guess, in a way. But I also want to, you know, yeah, keep some punk elements in there. Like, I mean, I still have this like love of that, like where I came from, like this kind of like arty hardcore music and stuff, which is like where like, yeah, like Sonic Youth and stuff like that. And so um, I'm, I'm putting another Drug Apartments EP out soon. I got to hear some of it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, you know, I definitely think it's good to, like, not totally lose, like, where you come from um, with that stuff, you know. And Thurston evidently agrees with you because he <laughs> he has got this techno record that he told you and I about. And listeners, you're about to hear this great conversation. Again, this is Tyler Pope from LCD Sound System and Interference Pattern Records in conversation with Thurston Moore of Sonic Youth. Thurston also just put out a fantastic record called Rock and Roll Consciousness. That's with his uh, band returning Debbie from My Bloody Valentine and, of course, Steve awesome Shelley, record. who you know from Sonic yeah. Youth. That record is is really... I mean, like, he's put out a lot of records and, you know, Sonic Youth's put out a lot of records. But, like, before doing this interview, I, like, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll listen to it. And I was really pretty blown away, actually. I was really... I, I really liked it a lot, actually. Very beautiful. And it definitely takes some of the same sort of themes he's been working towards sonically but it's it's a different sound it does it just tweaks them just enough you know and it's just it's an amazing thing to me how he can just kind of tweak that paradigm that he's created to just like make it interesting again you know Tyler thank you so much for joining us here on the talk house yeah no problem and listeners Thurston asked Tyler about what techno to listen to so he actually made us a list you can check that out over at talkhouse.com right now. Should we roll the tape? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hello? Hey, Tyler, it's Thurston. Hey, Thurston. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. What's cool. happening? Cool. Yeah, not that much, man. Um, just hanging out here in Berlin. Berlin? Yeah, I live in Berlin. How's the weather? The weather is, it's like couldn't have been more perfect day, to be honest. Just just like here. Yeah? It's cold, gray, and rainy. Oh, shit. <laughs> right on. Are you at your crib? Yeah, well, yeah, I've got a studio kind of a crib. So uh-huh. it's kind of my more my studio than my crib, I guess. But it's downstairs from my, my, my crib, my house, my apartment. Where are you in Berlin? In Kreuzberg. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like in the it's heart, so good. by Cop Buster Tour. It is, man. It really is. Yeah, I'm really glad is. to hear I, you say that. Yeah, I mean, if, of course, you've probably seen it change. I would relocate. I would relocate to Berlin in a in a New York minute. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, when I go there, it's just like, why don't I live here? Are you working on a new record? Me? Yeah, I am actually. I'm here working on my As own rumor has stuff. It. Oh, and. Um, yeah, there's a new LCD record coming out. That's good. We need we need we need some good positive records this year. That's for sure. So, yeah, you know. no, totally, man. I think that James 
like lyrically and stuff like it's really um on the ball with things that kind of need to be said yeah and these days and um you know and you know musically too it's pretty like uh, uh, it's like yeah it's pretty anthemic you know which is cool i think oh great um kind of maybe that kind of goes along with like these times and stuff like that like i don't know bring people together um but yeah how about how about you are you on tour right now or soon i'm just beginning i have this album called rock and roll consciousness yeah i listened to it um, a couple times actually um you know i'm like a massive fan you know like you were like a this is like actually kind of surreal to be even talking to you on the phone oh um, oh, cool (laughs) no of course man i mean it was like it's pretty big i mean oh oh that's awesome oh my god yeah like you know gush for a sec yeah like you know, I don't That's know, man. Awesome. I can't even tell you like how formative it was, like listening to Sonic Youth, and um, I heard first Sonic Youth on the, uh, yeah, on uh, Pump Up the Volume soundtrack, I guess. There was like, on what soundtrack? I think it was Pump Up the Volume. Oh, the, Pump Up the Volume, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Christian a track Slater. On that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pump Up yeah. the Volume. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that was, yeah, yeah, it's totally like there's a lot like one of those times you know you have those like formative times in music of just like your head getting fucking split open because you're just like what am I hearing right now you know but I like it it's like yeah it's melodic as hell but it's like because you guys use the weird tunings that right are so they just it just hits you in a weird place you know and so anyways yeah like where were you before that I mean what I mean what where did, what's your what's your entry point into like getting into like just you know adventurous music adventurous music i mean definitely well yeah yeah so i could say that i you mean guys, lcd sound system and in, in your own work is like it's, it's yeah. you know it's it's you know it's adventurous music what can i tell you <laughs> yeah yeah no absolutely man it's a weird thing because i i'm always looking for that you know um people ask me about like you know like why do you call your record rock and roll consciousness i said well it's not just about rock and roll it's just about it's about rock and roll as being all-encompassing of what you love about music which is like this real you know it's spirit music and you know when you you when you go to japan you go to the the used record stores you have that divider bin that says spirit music and i remember seeing that i was like that's such a cool title for like a genre of music that maybe nobody ever talks about it's like there's hip-hop there's r&b there's 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 indie there's you know alternative there's there's metal there's all this kind of stuff this is like this and here's like spirit music and i was like oh what is this and it's basically right, right. it's just it was like it was like looking at music that was all about you know uplifting you know aesthetic of you know like mostly like like 60s jazz music like modal jazz and you know Alice right. Coltrane, uh, okay, yeah, john yeah. coltrane and okay charlie, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, eric totally, dolphy totally. charlie mingus and and i was yeah. like oh spirit music yeah spirit music and then gospel comes into it and i was like well that's where we all that's where it all starts anyway. It's like, you know, rock and roll sort of comes from like the spirit music of the people, you know, in 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 like early USA, just trying to like rise above, you know, and stay together and communicate. And it's just like it comes out of the churches. It just comes yeah, out of like yeah. devotional hollers. And so it's just like that to me is like that's what I think the tradition is. And I, you know, when I hear it like what the, kind of music you guys do i really see that relationship between like being really like trusting of that as your lineage but being really artful with it like being academic with it like i always like i like the idea of being an art rock band whereas i think when i was younger i was always like um 
I wish we had the purity of being like a hardcore band, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. like, but we were an art rock band and we were kind of devalued, like, oh, artsy bands rule, you know? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. But now, in retrospect, and now I just like, no, I'm re- I have this really like, I like the idea of like having that kind of, um, you know, feeling of, of what the spiritual is, but also being really academic, you know, and like writing these kind of artful, like compositions that sort of, that, that kind of, it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a balance. Cause I guess spirit yeah, music, yeah. I, yeah, spirituality man. is all about freedom. So this idea of free jazz or like free noise and, you know, and I hear that in your guys' music too. There's like this kind of liberated sound that, but it, at the same time it's being, you know, you have these kind of mechanisms of really manipulated beats and controlled kind of sequences, you know? Right, right. I guess I'm kind of drawn to it. Uh, yeah, because, you know, you want to kind of, kind of try to evoke something outside of, uh, you know, like tuning into something that's deeper or, or, or kind of weird, like, I don't know what's up with this, but I like it, you know, kind of mm. feeling that kind of makes you... Yeah, the mystery. The mystery, yeah, the mystery, yeah. the mystery of it, yeah. Yeah, you know, I always, I always really appreciate that. And it is a weird question. I don't know why I was drawn to that, why I chose that path, you know, but for whatever reasons. Yeah, I, I, get, I used to get asked that question. It was like, why are you, you know, especially like in, in, you know, when you're younger and you're in high school and everybody's sort of listening to like what everybody is listening to, which is like right. the, the generic down the middle kind of, like music that's sort of coming out of the radio or whatever, which is like, mm-hmm. that all has value, but it's just like, well, then why are you sort of like gravitating towards the margins? Like, why does the subversive resonate with you? It's like, why are you listening to the Stooges? Why are you listening to the MC5? Why are you listening right. to like, like Funkadelic? And why, you know, these things that are just sort of like kind of otherworldly and more far out like you know captain beefheart you know uh, you know yeah it's yeah like, and 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 then when punk rock happens it's a celebration of that you know it's just like you know that's that it, it just defines itself by like embracing the weird and yeah, yeah, yeah you know and i just i ran towards that you know mm-hmm, and i was mm-hmm. just like it, and it wasn't like i was some disturbed kid coming from some damaged family life like i need to be defined by weirdness you know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. it was just like i just thought it was like uh, this is like it's more mysterious and intriguing and curious and and just like i just yeah, like man. I, I'd, I'd much rather be in a band that is like you know referencing you know, suicide or, 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 you know, or the wire or, you know, something or the slits, you know, or the raincoats and, um, as opposed to the Marshall Tucker band, you know, or <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> whatever, yeah. You know, the outlaws or, you know, whatever other big time cool, cool sounds were happening in the seventies. Yeah. Whatever that attraction is. I'm with, I'm like, I was like all about that, you know, from yeah. the beginning. I mean, yeah, I even, I don't know, it was even like Frank Zappa, I guess like Frank Zappa and stuff. Yeah, like totally. I, I got into Frank Zappa. That was maybe, I don't know, that was one of the earlier ones. But, yeah. um, well, how anyway, old are you? I'm 40. I just, I'm, well, actually, I'm about to turn 40. So, yeah, so I'm like, I'm like almost two decades older than you. So, oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. I'm exactly. 58. I'll be like, I'll be 59. <laughs> oh, I'll be 59 this wow, year. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, uh, no, man, it's, but it's yeah, cool. I'm always interested in where, what people's entry points are, you know, like when you're usually it's like when you're around 14, 15, 16 and you just start sort of like seeing things that like, oh, wait, that's kind of what I want to do, 
You know, yeah, that's it, what I like. You know, despite what everybody else is doing. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what what lead what leads you there? Yeah, you know, I, I definitely like. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you guys like Sonic Youth was probably pretty big one for me so whatever <laughs> yeah because we start coming we start people start hearing about us in the in the mid 80s i mean we started around 80 but it wasn't uh-huh. like you know it, it, we didn't come out of the box like you know exploding with appreciation from the critical world there was probably some years where people were probably pretty confused by what you guys were trying to do <laughs> <Put it lightly>. <laughs> <laughs> i can only imagine that's so cool i mean to me it's like you know it's a good thing you know it's like you're still doing it and i don't know yeah listening even listening to your new record and being like you know you like honing the sound that you've been doing mm-hmm. but like reimagining it like you can still like kind of do different things with it with this kind of like right. paradigm that you've you know that you created yeah, and yeah. stuff which is cool very cool yeah, I think everybody has their, I mean, people who who do this have, everybody has their own personal language and then you have these, yeah. all these shared references. And I, I kind of want to hear a record by somebody with the language that I, I appreciate from them. So it's like, you know, you know, or even if it's a genre of music, like, oh, all, you know, all reggae sounds the same. I was like, yeah, that's why I like it. I mean, it's just like this, right. this kind of shared community of, of intention, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is how we play. Like when all the hardcore bands had the same idea, it's like you play fast and then you play the skank part slow and you play fast again and then you're out of there, you know, right. within a minute. And I was just like, I like that. I was like, yeah, where'd, yeah. You, where'd you guys learn that? It's like, and, you know, all these teenage, you know, suburban white kids, they learned it from, the bad brains, you know, this kind of, you know, this really like wild, disparate African-American experience band, you know, it's like, that's right. where they learned it from. I was like, that is really cool. You know, like, you know, the, the bad brains are the teachers, you know, it's like this, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just kind of really worked, you know, I guess, and it resonated. And so it just kind of, yeah, became that language, I guess. Yeah, it just became like what everybody did because it worked so well with the Bad Brains. That is really cool that Bad Brains inspired that from all these like like this weird like Rasta thing or whatever. And then it was like, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, that's, totally. That's so cool, of course. That's the best. Did you, uh, do you go to, do you, do you go to record stores in Berlin? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm a pretty big record dude. There's good secondhand record stores there. And I, every time I go there, there is, it's man. like, I try to carve out like an hour to like, to get to get to one, but it usually doesn't play out that way. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I buy less, of course, records these days. You know, I've man, I don't own a house or an apartment, so I well, have that's to tough move if apartments. You have a record collection. <laughs> yeah, it's a really tough <laughs> it really makes you rethink. Especially I mean, if it was in the nineties, that would not be even an issue. But like <laughs> these days you start balancing, you're like, oh dude, like if I owned a house, I'd probably like, to be honest, I would probably buy more records. Yeah, of course. No, it's an albatross. You, it's just like, dude, I have three record collections. I have one here, I have one in New York, and I have one in California. So that's all what we want to hear. Relatively big, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. I I buy a lot of house and techno records, you know. Which so it's yeah. even it's even a bigger deal here, of course. You know, it's like the we house, were talking the, about techno earlier. Albert. Oh, really? Did you guys do that oh, on yeah. the over and under? They're at, yeah, they're asking me yeah. like, about techno, and it, it, so I went really deep on like super techno disparagement, and then I flipped it, and then I went into like a complete like, 
you know, all the accolades I could think about Tekka, how, how amazing. And I was sort of talking about my, my lost techno record. What? You know. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> that, yeah. Wow. That's, that's oh, the, that's, where that's is that back. hiding? It does. It's, it's there, man. Well, you know, oh, Sonic man. Youth did this record called uh, the Whitey album, which is, that was kind of like, this is Sony Youth you know, when record, techno right? first started happening as like a genre and like people were putting out like all those early, like, like, uh, 12 inches. I used to go to Liquid Sky in New York, that record store. That kind of, yeah, that kind of hipster clothing record store. And that's where you would get the first sort of the ambient, ambient kind of stuff. And, right. and you, were, you started getting like, like the, the techno records from like Cologne, like for, like on the Ah Music label and, and, and those kind of things. And uh, I was really into that. I used to, I, I still have like a couple of white boxes of, of just techno sides from that first gen, like, you know, techno explosion. But oh, then okay. it became then it became impossible because it's like, you know, um, six million records came out in the next ten years. So. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been looking for techno, you know, for the last fifteen or twenty years. And I can right. still go into shops and like not know anything. <laughs> It's you know? amazing, yeah. It's amazing, it's amazing. It, it's kind of awesome in a way because... It's kind of like it, black metal in a way. You go into like a, a place that has... Or if you go online and you just sort of look at like black metal album yeah. titles. Uh-huh. And it's like, there's just like thousands of them. And it's just like, and they all have the same kind of names, you know, from like Gorgoroth to like... Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know, <laughs> b- blistering, you know, nun. Or, oh, you know, my God, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> from all over the world. I was like, hey, whoever's collecting this stuff is like insane, first of all. Right. And second of all, I was yeah. like, how do you just really discern like what is what? And with yeah. techno, it's oh, wow. like, I had no idea so many that names. It's like, well, what, you know, you, you kind of like, uh, it has this kind of glitch vibe or it has this vibe. Yeah. Some people are really like totally, um, you know, tuned into that, like those right. nuances and stuff too. You know, I'm like, you know, people are so yeah. like, well, that's too glitchy or that's too like, 90 you know i don't even know who god right. knows like whatever sort of things people criticize about i don't know but yeah totally it's like you know everybody gets really what i like about contemporary techno is yeah. how it has be- become this musical attraction for musicians who spend a lot of time in like like the like noise underground yeah like, totally like, you know and yeah. that you know people like dominic fernow who was doing stuff under the name prurient uh-huh. And he was, and then he started playing with Cold Cave. Oh, okay. A a, yeah. He had a bit of a goth techno vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, and, that uh, kind of uh, whatever EBM. Yeah. Sort of and then like he that. and then he started doing his own records that sort of like were about his fetishizing certain aspects of techno uh-huh. into his into his sound. And there's a couple other that's there's a couple of musicians like that. Yeah, there's a couple other musicians like that. And that's really that's curious to me, like how people move into like their fascination with with techno and what they bring to it totally i guess that's actually you know it's funny i don't know if Elia told it but i actually <laughs> i actually suggested that he ask you about techno um <laughs> on the over and under he, he texted yeah. me he's like what should i ask and i said techno because of that because yeah. of that phenomenon well you can have extreme you can have extreme uh you know reaction to it. And yeah, to me yeah. it's just like cuz you know people are just like nah techno forget and then yeah, there's people yeah, who oh, are just yeah. like really like you know like yourself it's like no techno is just like 
it's this super interesting like genre of music that's just like it it goes it goes really deep and it's like you know and all these different aspects of it so i started out saying like okay it's the worst thing in the world and then i yeah. and then i flipped it to it's like it's the it's kind of the greatest thing in the world <laughs> you know and then and then i sort of throughout the fact that i have this lost techno record that Oh my God! So how? Yeah, I don't know how. how Dude, did it's, that... it's crazy. I have. To, I. I should. I, I, was, I should. I was wondering. I've never played it for anybody. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> yeah, because even better, know, I, nobody wants to hear me do a techno record. I mean, oh, maybe dude, they, that I, is that could, <laughs> that's so do. not true anymore. <laughs> that's so not true. That, there's like a whole generation of people who are like total Sonic Youth heads that are like that same like noise you know, yeah. generation that are doing like kind of more techno, you know, stuff now. Like myself. I mean, like myself, totally. Yeah. When techno first started happening um, in, in a real way in in, in the 90s, uh -huh. there was, I wanted to re-release a couple of jams off of the Chicone Youth record uh -huh. and I wanted to, and I wanted to get some techno uh, remixes done on them. Man, I, I gotta like go back to that record anyways. Okay, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but nobody was into it. They was like, nah, I want to do that. I sort of oh. wish I had done it at the time. Oh, know? dude, yeah, because I remember kind of being a little more wax tracksy. I mean, we were sort of, I mean, when we did that record, it was all about going into the studio and not having any, um, like, preliminary songs. It wasn't about songs. It was about creating, like, pieces of music um, and and just raw sampling like right. things from like right, right. LL Cool J records or something. It's like taking okay, yeah, beats yeah, yeah. from, and I was, I was so super into like New York hip hop records, yeah, you know, yeah. like like tw like twelve inch twelve inch culture from like you know from the the first wave of stuff. You know, the, the, like, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. especially those first um, the first Def Jam sides before oh, they dude, even like it's so be, good even, still yeah. And so I was like constantly going to sounds on St. Mark's place and like getting all the 12 inches that were coming out, you know, from the whole diaspora of New York, you know, from mm -hmm. South Bronx, Queens and everything. And, and, uh, and just really getting into like DST and, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. all these different productions of these yeah. hip hop records. And I was always into like the stripped down, you know, versions that would be on the B sides where Me it was too, just dude. Like, you know, oh my god, yeah. yeah. And that and that's where the you know, and just like it was really fetish on certain aspects of the beats and stuff. And yeah. so I would still take really those. good to listen to. I li yeah, and that's sort of in a way what inspired that Jacona ah. Youth record, um, amongst other things. But so there's some jams on there that were all about that. Um, I was at the mercy of being in a democracy, so it was just like I couldn't really, you know, make it exactly how I would have made it. But I eventually. Right would do that with my my solo techno record that nobody's ever heard oh man yeah so now you never know like next thing you know you're gonna get like an email like well it'll be diagonal or it's not gonna be under my name it's not gonna be under my name because uh, i don't want anybody to come <laughs> come to it with any sort of preconceived idea of just yeah like, yeah totally totally yeah uh, no, like this insufferable idiot just made a techno record for yeah exactly <laughs> yeah ben, <fucking laughs> sell out yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you get an Ibiza, a piece of the Ibiza cake. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to dig that file up. I am. Yeah. I'm totally going to dig Dude, that you got to please. Nobody's ever heard but, this. But don't let the this world. Record. I, might, I might have to, I might have to 
I need some. I need some constructive criticism. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <That's> cool. <laughs> this is shit, man. Fuck. No, I'm kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> cool. Like this is kind of just a really basic thing about being in a band, but you just mentioned it, like the compromising. Um, you know, like now that you're working on your solo stuff, and how how are you feeling about that versus like the making Sonic Youth records? Like in the end, like comp- the compromise thing. Yeah. And Sonic Youth, it was all about um, this forum for for people to work in a unified way, right? Without anybody taking any undue credit for for any aspect of it. Like you know, I'm not taking credit for the lyricism of of, of C. Shelley's drumming, and he's not taking credit for the words I'm writing. You know, and so it's like you know, so we all sort of put it under the aegis of of of, of this of this unity that was called Sonic Youth, and. And I really like that forum. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I would also get kind of crazy. Like, it's like, wait a minute, I just brought in like, you know, 20 song structures, you know, and, and you know, it's just like, or, hey, I just did all. It, but it, I couldn't think that way because it was all about being in this place that I was bringing it to. And right. if I wanted to, I could bring it somewhere else, such as like in my own solo realm or whatever. So I, I, I kind of figured that out soon enough. But I don't, I think now it's like I'm not really interested in repeating that experience because that's something I got into really young with everybody else in the group altogether. Yeah, really, yeah you don't, you don't bargain. You know, I guess you well, kind of grow yeah. with that. You know, yeah, whatever. and it's something that we yeah. sort of experience together as we progress through like, you know, more than two decades. Right. And so for me to get involved with another group again, like, let's do that. It's like, I don't, I don't really want to do that. I actually yeah. want my name on the record. I kind of want to take all the songwriting credit. I'm not going to write your parts for you, but I'm going to show you what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're in my group and I'm employing you because I know you're going to come up with some killer part. Right. Yeah, 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 totally. It works so well like that too. I remember seeing interviews with yeah. Bowie where like some musicians were like, I wrote that song, man, but you know, I didn't get credit. It's like, well, he employed you to do what you did. He's going to take credit for it. It's his name on the record. You know, that's right, how yeah. it works. You know, it's like if he didn't do that, that song would not exist. If it did, nobody's ever going to hear it. But that's just how that works, that, 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 that kind of relationship. And... So, I mean, I don't play it so hard like that, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's kind of like, like I don't really need to sort of um, create a band where we're all going to kind of go in there and brainstorm together like what this piece of music is going to be like. It's going to be me saying like, this is what I want it to be like. I'm going to have this guy mix it and it's my decision. And I feel like... Yeah, that's liberating too for everybody else. Yeah, band, it is a right? little liberating, you know, you know, but I... I yeah, I mean, I'm in the same situation. I mean, that's kind of how you guys are, right? That's how Jess. I was gonna say, yeah, LCD is yeah, totally yeah. like that. You know, it's like we all contribute in the studio and stuff. But he, um, I mean, James is doing most everything, and then we just kind of, um, you know, I'll play some bass, do some bass riffs, you know, over it or whatever, and then he kind of chooses which ones he wants to use. Right, right. You know, and it's cool for me because also it's like I know that I'm working for James's vision in a way, and it gives me a. Um, sort of a, a focus, you know, to know mm-hmm. like, cause you know, when you're kind of just going with like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, it's like, it's easier for me if I think like, oh, what would James want to do, you know, here, you know, right. like how would I play this like James? And so it's actually kind of cool. I, I really like, yeah, yeah. like that relationship, you know.
techno mixtapes i i don't so much i make mixtapes a lot but i make more um i'm actually really into contemporary like african and uh oh cool brazilian weirdo crazy stuff you know like yeah um and even like some you know like yeah just whatever stuff that doesn't have typical rhythm sort of stuff going on like you know where there's not such a emphasis on two and four and Right. Yeah. I, I, so that's kind of like where I, I, I gravitate to these days mm-hmm. um, with, with like what kind of the mixes that I make and stuff. But I also make, I guess, kind of arty, artier techno kind of stuff or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the last time I did like a straight straight techno techno thing. Sometimes I'll put, I, I like to kind of, if I make a mix, because I DJ too, yeah, for sure. And I, I try to do, uh, you know, if I put techno in, I try to put it like more organic, like percussion stuff on top and... Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Do you like Mantronics? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I only say that because I was, I was, we were like <laughs> listening to like Mantronics um, uh, mixtape. Uh, I think Soul Jazz did it. It was like Mantronics' favorite jams. Oh, okay. He, when, yeah, I love Mantronics. When he worked at Downtown Records. And so that was really fascinating to hear it. Oh, dude, that's, yeah, that's years. so, some of that Mantronics stuff is super good. Yeah, um, super that, good, and he yeah. and he yeah, and then his 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 selections on this CD were were really curious because it went from like yellow right to you know um, to Tila Rock, and then it would go to his stuff. Um, that's I guess that's what I like. I I love that. I love that. I yeah. guess I feel like when I DJ, I try to kind of go into that tradition of DJing, which is just super eclectic. But yeah, yeah, that's, I kind of try to keep that. So I I will put a techno track in for sure, but I'll, I'll try to mix it up with yeah, with whatever other kind of stuff too. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a total like started in New York kind of phenomenon. Do you like DJing? I Actually, it's kind of, yeah, one of my favorite things. Yeah, I like it too, I, and I never get asked. Yeah, I, me neither. I, I, but when I do get asked, I just like, you know, I'm, I'm never available. But I just... Yeah, me <laughs> neither, know, man. And it's just like, ah, I'm not, I, I'm gone. But it's like, you know, I, I really like doing it. And it's just like, you know, it's just great when people come up and go like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like I love digging. I love to dig, so. Right. So it's also like a good outlet. Do you DJ, do you do do it all laptop style or do you? uh, No, I, so um, I use USB sticks usually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like uh, bringing my computer much Mm, into like club situations. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So you do USB sticking to to like what the CDJ like CDJs? You know, usually these days in the club have the you have a yeah. USB port. You know, so you bang it into there, and then you're able to sort of like yeah, oh, you know, which is I mean, it's not much different, I guess, than a computer, but somehow just not having the screen in the laptop, yeah, works better for me when people are using laptops. I think they just you know you can yeah. just beat sync super easily. I, I, you, you could probably do that with CDJ. I just don't, I don't know how to do that. I, I just right, like the right. whole physicality of, yeah, mixing the records. And it's like, it's like using an analog piece of gear versus a, a computer totally, you know, it's same I just, de- when I DJ, I always ask for two turntables and I only bring seven inches. So it's like, you know, <laughs> that's like, I'm trying to sort of like have that be my thing. That's cool, man. You can really rock that. 
It was really great talking to you, man. Really fucking beautiful, man. I can't even believe how how nice that was. I hope we meet in person at some point. Yeah, man. I, uh, well, if you guys are in the same town as I am, I'll come see you for sure, like in London or in New York or in Berlin or whatever. If we're on the same festivals or whatever, I'll just, I'll, yeah. I'll come, you know, I'll come say hi. That would that'd be cool. If you enjoyed today's talk, head over to Stitcher and iTunes and subscribe. While you're there, rate and review every time you do. It helps someone else find the podcast. Next talk, Tunde Adebimpe, he of TV on the radio with Grammy-winning producer Ian Brennan. I'm Ellie Einhorn. Behind the boards, we have our engineer and co-producer, Marky Oshizumi. Till next time, 